the trans metal driver happened to be sitting in a pedestal a few feet away from <laughs> yep. where Black Arachnia died, and everyone else just leaves her. They go, well, there's nothing we can do. Oh, well, time to go grab a beer and watch the game. And they all fuck <laughs> off and leave the room. <laughs> the trans metal driver, like, floats. Uh, they just leave for no reason. I don't understand why they wouldn't bury her or recycle her or something. Right? <laughs> recycle her. It's like throw her throw her into the compactor. <laughs> well, well, we don't need this anymore. <laughs> Does anyone want to have a go with her before I throw her in the compactor? That's <laughs> your chance while she's warm. <laughs> oh Christ. Too much energy. Alert. Quantum search detected. Vector 597. Mm. Oh, no. Not that. Oh! Greetings, citizens of Planet Energon. Welcome to episode 47 of Too Much Energon, the laser comb podcast where we talk about Beast War shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. I'm one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. I'm your other host, NeoCal. What's going on, Cal? Oh, you know, talking shit about Beast Wars and talking about Beast Wars shit. <laughs> As we do every week. Yeah, um, and um, this week we got a little little uh, season season finale. Kind of? Kind of? Sort of? I mean, we, wrap we up, did it. Wrap we up, did I it. Mean. We did it, man. We did it. We, we, we covered we it. it. We covered every episode of Beast Wars. We did like, it. Like, can you fucking believe it? We did this shit for every week for nearly a year now. It's weird that suddenly we were nearing the end, and I was like, huh. Wow. I I guess I guess we're here. Indeed. Yeah, it, in indeed. Um. Yeah, we uh, we're we're completely done the series now, and so we did a like a wrap up and recap of season one because season one was really fucking long. It was twenty six episodes. We didn't bother with the end of season two because seasons two and three are both only thirteen episodes apiece. So I thought like, yeah. why not? Now is a good time to do another like. Uh, wrap up and recap episode. Um, we're doing it with way less preparation this time <laughs> than last time. What are you? What are you going to do? Because uh, I just didn't really plan anything out for this episode other than just bullshitting about seasons two and three of Beast Wars, which are <laughs> full of bullshit. <laughs> I will say. Ahoy, matey. Ahoy. Yeah. And that's. You could say, oh, well, season one is longer. That's why it's better. Mm. No. No. No, I think. 
I think the reason why season one is, and I, I'm officially going to go on record here and say that season one of Beast Wars is best Beast Wars. And I think the reason why is because that is when the concept was at its simplest and its purest. Two, like the Maximals and Predacons crash on planet Energon. They find out there is too much Energon and they need to adopt beast forms in order to shield themselves from Energon radiation poisoning, essentially. By taking on uh, their um, their disguise forms, which are creatures, alive creatures. Yeah. yeah. Some are dinosaurs, some are bugs. <laughs> yeah, the, the science behind that, really silly. But, but it, it just needs to make sense. But, yeah. but from a narrative perspective, like it works. Like it works oh, as definitely. a plot device. Like it works really well. And like it doesn't, like, it necessitate. I've said this before, but it necessitates them having alt modes, unlike G one, where it's like, "Oh, we're robots in disguise," but we're just going to turn into fucking robots like thirty seconds later. So now the world just knows that we're like thirty foot tall robots. So why the fuck do we even have alt modes? This show actually. <laughs> this show actually like. Actually, like has a point. Or at least it did in the first season. Like there was a point for them to have an and alternate form. Twofold. One, they can't stay in their robot form before the, for for long before they build up Energon build up. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, right? So yep. they have to transform. Two, they automatically conduct internal repairs when they're in their beast mode. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Good good reasons to to switch back and forth. You've got a fight yep. mode and you've got a in animal mode, a repair yep. mode, a rest mode. And it's a, it also uh, provides the writers like a really easy way to end a battle without actually like killing, like having like one side win or like having to like, like deal with like the narrative, like gymnastics of like trying to explain like why characters aren't dying in like every single battle. The Maximals are kind of winning. The Predacons retreat, and the Maximals let them go. But when the Predacons are winning, Energon build up, blast it, and then they convert they to... back to beast mode, and then retreat. Yeah. Like so, like you said, it's it's a very handy tool to make sure that no one side wins decisively, even if they're winning an episode. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and I mean. And season one also, like, the mystery of the, like, quote-unquote aliens was actually, like, that was really cool. It It was was really cool to experience. It was cool to experience 25 years ago when I was 11 years old. And even, like, re-watching through the show now, I'm like, yeah, the mystery of, like, who and what the aliens are. Like, this is is really rad. Unfortunately, like, they completely shit the fucking bed on it. On an episode that I believe me and you both gave no energy on late in season three. I am so offended. I'm going to have to write my own fan fiction to make up for. <laughs> well, well, uh, uh, rest I'd assured, rather rest I'd assured, rather... <laughs> rest, rest assured my, uh, uh, for the listeners, uh, 
I've been kicking around ideas of doing a Beast Wars role-playing game as part of this podcast. And the concept that I've cooked up is set right after the end of the final episode of season one and completely disregards seasons two and three. No trans metals, no Fusor bullshit, like none of that. Thank goodness. And that, that's too. That story will, that role playing game story will go its own way with the aliens. While following the, the canon to an extent, because if, yeah, yeah. if the viewers recall, or the listeners recall, and, um, a lot of the stasis pods fell out of orbit during the Energon surge. Yeah. Um, the transwarp um, moon thing exploding. Yeah. Uh, well, because of the transwarp drive that was on the, the stasis pod, right? Um, Planet Buster explodes, them, quantum surge. Boom. Quantum surge, that's what I'm thinking of. Sorry. Quantum surge knocks a lot of the stasis pods in orbit down. Some of them are fucky because of the quantum surge and their fusors. Okay, like whatever, but none of the fusors are exceptionally cool. Silverbolt grows on me, but Quick Strike is forget complete. Oh, like the mo- every second he is on screen <laughs> makes that episode work. Am I? Yeah, I don't think I'm wrong. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not. Every second not he's all. on screen is the the episode is worse for it. Whereas Silverbolt, he he's like the paladin, and at least they pursued something with Black Arachnia there. But mm-hmm. the the idea of putting the tabletop game, um, set on planet Energon, but kind of away from the fray, makes sense because presumably there's a dozen, two dozen. We we don't know. It looked like a lot whenever it showed them in space. Um, pods just all over the place that the Maximals and Predacons could never reach. Yeah. Yeah, and I always thought that, I always thought that there was they would probably be like, like 30 or 40 of them. Or Yeah, yeah like a, a ton. And um, by default, they're Maximals, unless something's fucky with them, i.e. 90% of the time something's fucky. <laughs> yeah. Ironically enough, like the one time a stasis pod actually has a smooth landing, a fucking in- stupid, insane transformer emerges. Perfectly nothing wrong with it. I still maintain that Tarantulas effed something up and scrambled his brains while he was like inserting his microchips yeah. to program it. Because <laughs> yeah. remember, he was like taking it out and he was like putting it back in. It was like, um, like beast mode already scanned or something he was like no yeah and so he fucked it up and inferno came out (laughs) uh may he rest in peace yeah rip in pieces pieces. rip in pieces yeah but that's season one but all of that is season one of beast wars we are talking about seasons two and three that's how much we liked seasons two and three (laughs) That when we're just talking about the show in broad strokes, we just default back to talking about season one. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so okay, you to, know what? season two, let's do it. Yeah, let's give like a quick like recap of season two. So, what happened in season two? Started uh, with the result of the transwarp explosion. 
Yeah, quantum surge happens, uh, converts uh, basically all of the OG transformers, like the ones who actually like crash there, so non-protoforms, converts all of them into transmetals unless they were in a CR chamber. In the case of Waspinator, Rhinox, and Dinobot, yeah. Um, so it converts all of them, blah, 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 blah. Uh, stasis pods come crashing down. Fusors emerge. At first, like, Megatron convinces them that they're Predacons. One of them is all like, Yeehaw! I like the sound of that. Woo! And the, the other one is like, No. I would r rather be a part of the Boy Scouts of America. The Megatron's and... like, Bad dog! Whip him! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, they go their separate ways. Yeah, yeah. So they go their separate ways. Like a a battle ensues at the uh, the Axelon, and the Maximals think that they're that they're that they're about to to lose. And Ryan, meanwhile, Rhinox was going on a vision quest, uh, and he somehow found Optimus's Optimus Primal Spark floating out in space, and brings it back to planet Energon and puts it into a blank protoform and Optimus is reborn and now he has a surfboard. He has a flying surfboard. Cool. I like how the iterations of Optimus just kind of get worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, like, they I definitely do. That I couldn't dislike anything more than Silver Surfer Optimus. But then Jet Optimus comes, Optimal Optimus <laughs> comes by in season three, and uh, yep, <laughs> his hands and his hands move. That's all I want to say when he's a jet. Uh, yeah, multiple times. I don't like it. If you've been listening to this show, you know that uh, neither me nor Cal are fans of that. Yeah. So uh, uh, where? Where are we? There's like an other visits bullshit in season two, right? Um, so from there, like a whole bunch of shenanigans ensues with like Megatron const having a weird obsession with having his troops out on the field building jamming towers. <laughs> that was such a weird plot point in season two. It was like, it was like this just. It was a thing that the writer, I feel like the writers were just using as an excuse to have Predacons off doing something. Yeah. But it's like... They're, they're doing stuff. But it's like, they just kept going back to, like, jamming towers, though. It's like, you can have them off doing other things. Why do you need all well, these... Like, why, why do you need all these jamming towers... And why didn't you need all these jamming towers before? And why didn't you need all these jamming towers afterward? Because, like, spoiler alert, all of these jamming towers that they built, they that they were trying to build, they never succeeded. Well, presumably a lot of them were successful because there is one or two episodes where Maximals try to communicate to each other. And they go, oh, damn, signal's jammed. Uh, so, presumably off-screen, in between uh, yeah. the episodes, <laughs> they're the idiot squad. So, what, Inferno, Waspinator, and... 
Quick Strike are building these jamming stations and they work sometimes. It's it's like an annoying hindrance that Megatron makes the idiot Predacons go do to give them something to do, I guess. Fair. Uh meanwhile, while while all of this is going on, uh Black Arachnia has uh she has some stuff in her head, which we uh, find out very early on in the season. She has some stuff in her head that's like relating to like golden disc data. And yeah, she, of gold- yeah, she, she, or, stole- sorry, she copied the data from Megatron's ter- private terminal, but then destroyed the, the backup. Yeah. And uh, so Dinobot, uh, who Dinobot goes to the Predacon base at one point and steals Megatron's golden disc, which is. Uh, is that the alien disc or no, he steals both of them, right? Yep, he's got both of them. Yeah, the original golden disc from the uh, the Voyager spacecraft from Earth. Mm-hmm. And the alien disc. So he steals them. And goes through like kind of this like crisis of conscience about like what he should do with them, what his place in the universe is, like blah 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 blah. He tries to like join destroying them, yeah. Yeah. He tries to join the Predacons again, and we get this like really dumb scene where Megatron is like, you must Swear your loyalty to the Predacons by killing another one of my Predacons. That way I have less troops to fight the Maximals with and win the Beast Wars once and for all. Right? <laughs> and of course a... it's Quick Strike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but to be fair, as soon as he chose Quick Strike as his warrior, I was like, oh, okay, he, he just wants a, a reason to get rid of Quick Strike. I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but Maximals have rubbed off on him at this point, and Dinobot makes a point of being like, hey, there's no point in me killing him. That's just one less troop for the Beast Wars. And Megatron's yeah. like, okay, you have a good point. There is one bit in that episode that I like where uh, Megatron straight up asks him for the golden discs back, and Dinobot's like, uh yeah sure of course okay. I'll get it for you tomorrow. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he like I'll turns get away. It tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and Megatron's like, oh, I don't think so. I think you're going to get it right now. <laughs> I just love like Dinobots like gumption there being like, I'll get it for you tomorrow. <laughs> I got shit to do. Like yeah. like clear out Waspinator oh. stuff from my old bunk. Yeah, I, I'm kind of busy right now, but, you know, I, I can fit it in tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the balls of just telling him, yeah, I'll go get it tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, where are we at? Yeah, so that doesn't work out, and Dinobot, like, rejoins the Maximals, and then uh, uh, Tigatron and Birdmom get kidnapped by, like, an alien biodome and sent off into space. And then Megatron takes over the alien biodome. And he becomes it. And his face is in it. Yeah. And uh, 
some shit goes on there. I don't really remember what. We don't but... see Bird Mom and, and Tiger Dad for like ever. And holy Too shit, long. it's disappointing when <laughs> they come back. It, it really is, yeah. Oh my god, I'd rather they be dead. Or it be a mystery than whatever fucking... Oh, we'll get there, we'll get there. Anyways, and they disappear like, forever. They they disappear, and then it's like... And then later on, it's like, huh, I wonder like what happened to Tigatron and Air Razor. And you see, like, I don't know, like two stars like right beside one another, like twinkle in the sky. Or something like that. To elude that they are out there somewhere. That's yeah. better... Even something like that is better than fucking Tiger Hawk. Um, I would have liked if they just never addressed where the aliens come from, where they were, if they came back, and they never showed um, Tigatron or Air Razor. They just they're out there somewhere. I would have been I would have been fine with that. Mm-hmm. But anyways. <laughs> but no, they get sucked up and off they go. What happens? Does uh, the kind of ally with Tarantulas? Am I remembering that right? Yeah, to destroy oh. the alien biodome. I think the alien disc gets destroyed in the process. Right. Yeah, yeah. Megatron's like planning to... He hooks some like transwarp drives up to the alien biodome and is like planning to fly it back to Cybertron. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it. so Tarantulas and uh, Rat Trap like blow that shit up. Like rig the transwarp cells to explode and then they blow that up and then some a, Yeah. A, a mysterious giant big ass stasis pod crashes on the planet brandishing a big bad looking X as Cheetor Ooh. describes it. X gonna <laughs> give it to you, and he uh, here's so I I actually really like that episode. Be, it's interesting, yeah, because of the implications, not because the episode's necessarily very interesting. It reveals that the Maximals were up to some shade, shady shit. They were up to some shit, 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 shady shit. <laughs> Sorry, I have allergies right now. And allergies, like, make me, for some reason, like, make me feel like I'm short of breath. So I yawn, my eyes water. Um, But, what's it called? Bad Spark? Um, Yeah. Protoform X is a gigantic, like, creature with an indestructible spark. He's a giant enemy crab. And he's a giant enemy crab. And they, they flip it on its back. To expose its weak point and attack it for massive damage. <laughs> That's literally what what happens in that episode. Fucking Christ, we're referencing like an E3 press conference from literally 15 years ago. <laughs> it's yeah. just it's so good. You know, it I must saw just a be us that remember that shit. <laughs> I saw a Watch Mojo like top 20 uh, moments from E3. Nothing from that press conference was on it. And I was like, really? Really? And it's really? like, not even like, like, it. it's not even just that, like, uh, all the stuff on this, like, top 20 list was, like, all good things either. Like, there was some, like, bad things, some, like, cringy oh, yeah. things. 
And I'm like, seriously, not like 599 not, US dollars, not 599 US dollars, not it's Ridge Racer. Ridge, Ridge Racer. Racer with what literally one person in the crowd being like, Woo! <laughs> I'm like, really, guys? Apparently, it's I, just you and I, man. I guess. <laughs> uh, if listeners, if uh, if you find uh, Sony's amazing uh, E3 2006 press conference uh, as hilarious as we do, uh, write in and tell us about it. <laughs> Too much energy on at Outlook.com. So, what happens with Bad Spark? Um, Megatron like shaves a chunk of his spark off so that he can torture him. Yeah, at will, and um, rein him in to be able to control him. I actually dug that bit because, and I, I mentioned this on the episode of Too Much Energon where we covered it, but that was legitimately like the most like villain. That was the first. That was the first time we've seen Megatron actually be like genuinely cruel and evil. That is different than him being a, a mustachio twirling like villain who recites like Shakespeare. Cheers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is he he is actually like cruel and, and manipulative and and bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it was a turning point for Megatron. I didn't I liked it. I, I wonder what I rated that. Because I was more I eased up as we got into season three, but I was more scrutinous because we had just come out of Season one. <laughs> season one, yeah. Yeah, but um I the the implication that um Optimus was involved with Protoform X. Remember that like 10 second like flashback? It's all like black and oh, white. Oh yeah, he was like, definitely there. Yeah. I don't I have that as my Twitter like background? I think you do, yeah. Something it's like, like your that, Twitter yeah. like banner photo, I think. The banner, yeah. Um I'm like, whoa, I where's I want an episode of just that. Don't give me two episodes of depth charge fighting. <laughs> um, right? Like, give me a flashback episode. I'm okay with that. Like, yeah, what, the... what was Opti and Optimus's his mission was real, but his like secret mission was to dump X on a planet and then fuck off. Yeah, which is reveals that Optimus isn't the knight in shining armor that and indeed like the maximals aren't as wholly altruistic as we had been previously led to believe mm -hmm. and like they allude well, they've alluded of titty bars <laughs> they've they've uh, alluded yes. they've alluded to the the maximal elders like straight up like withholding information from the public and whatnot like i actually want to i actually want to know more about the politics on cybertron during this era yeah just snippets of it so that's why i think bad spark is okay because we we get little glimpses of something greater and indeed x isn't just evil like inferno just wants to destroy things he's yeah. actually a psychopath like he is actually a serial killer. Yeah. He's quite intelligent. He's just absolutely heartless. Yeah. And he's he alive when he's torturing. <laughs> yeah. 
Not killing. even insane. Like I did, wouldn't. No. 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 Inferno is insane. Yeah. Yeah. So that directly leads into um, the one of the better parts of the whole series, but like definitely the best part of season two and yeah, and three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Code of Hero. Code, Code of Hero. Of Hero. Uh, most Beast Wars fans like regard this as being the best episode, like top to bottom of Beast Wars. Yeah. I think it's up there. I it, I wouldn't say it's my favorite. Um, I wouldn't even put it in my top five, to be honest. In the oh. top ten, for sure. Which, uh, down the road, maybe we'll get there, where we do a top ten list of every episode of Beast Wars. From all three seasons, but we're not there yet. No. Um, so yeah, Code of Hero, the uh, Megatron basically has the idea that he is going to turn the tide of the future by, oh yeah, by the way, Planet Energon is Earth, in case you didn't know. <laughs> he tests this alongside uh, Protoform X, um, Rampage, um, by... He reads the disc, the, the Voyager golden disc, and there's a picture stored on it. Yeah. Um, like he does that later in the season, but yeah. DVD. Oh, I thought that was Code of... No, because at that point, uh, he has a fragment of the golden disc, and he puts it in his dick laser, and it, but it still spins around and is able to like project like a hollow, hollow mm -hmm. image of a mountain. That's in, uh, that's in that the in... agenda. Doesn't he do that in Code of Hero? Because he says, ah, oh, this is Earth, which means this canyon births the human race. Well, he already knew that it was Earth at this point. He did, but he's showing us, the audience, that... Because that, that's when he targets the, the canyon of apes, right? Yes. Right. And the only one who happens to be around... Is Dinobot. Yeah, yeah. The others are a little late. And um, everybody that likes Beast Wars, like you said, knows this episode in and out. But Dinobot confronts his like fate and he says, oh man, there's a famous line. Do you remember it? Like, it, every everyone has a choice, but... Oh, yeah, it's something along the lines of, like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Basically, he's like, oh, uh, if, uh, like, presented the choice of, like, doing whatever or for whatever, but now, uh, I see that I have no choice. Let the battle be joined or something along those lines. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember exactly. But yeah, so Dino, Di Dinobot, suddenly Dinobot's issues that he's been wrestling with uh, for the past like several episodes all become clear to him. He's like Megatron is doing something that is just morally reprehensible and I have to stop it. This isn't about Predacons and Maximals and 
changing fate or whatever anymore. This is, this is, this is like gen. It's genocide of an intelligent yeah. race. Yeah. This is yeah. this is this isn't a, a question of good or bad. And uh, he steps in and has the element of surprise a little bit, but. He doesn't need it. And one thing the show's always done well is show that Dinobot has been as capable or more capable at fighting than any other Maximal or Predacon. Like, he regularly yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Megatron one-on-one. Yeah. And just about everyone, really. Yeah. Yeah. He's I mean, won. technically, he kind of beat Optimus on the bridge standoff before he saved him in Beast Wars Part 2. Did he? Because he was Optimus was falling off? No, Dinobot was the one that was falling. Oh, what, no, right, right. Uh, Optimus was going to fall, and then Dinobot, like, picked him up, and... Then was, later, when yeah, the bomb, yeah. when the missiles hit them, Dinobot fell. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it has. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, so it's uh, Dinobot, Dinobot dies. He saves the valley. He saves the lives, the lives of all who live here and those who are to come, as Optimus says. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love the music in that episode. Oh, man, it it could have been only like partially as good as it was and still have been the best episode of beast wars <laughs> it is phenomenally like all of the beats of it are are very well done mm-hmm. yeah the music was really well done yeah i really like the uh it's a little piece of music that we've only heard in that episode but we Got a little bit of it in uh, Nemesis Part 2 when Dinobot was kind of remembering who his previous life. Dino, Dino Clone 2. Right. Little snippets of it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really, really good music. Uh, great episode. Like I said, um, it's basically everyone's favorite episode of Beast Wars. Not mine, but it's definitely in the top ten. Uh, uh, that is Di- an interesting episode that I really like that follows. It, it is a filler episode. It doesn't change anything that's that happens before or after it. But transmutate. Uh, we 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 get some uh, some pretty good character development for Rampage in this episode. Exactly, and Rampage is never really touched on much after, right? Like it's. A I was going to say. Episode. I was going to say. What's unfortunate is that they didn't really explore Rampage as a character, the nuances of him as a character beyond this, which I would have liked to have learned more about him, but the show just seemed hell-bent on having Depth Charge, like, roll in as the Punisher and being like, Protoform X is still active. I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck off, Primal. X is here. X gonna give it to you. Ho, ho. I'm gonna um, give it to X, motherfucker. <laughs> um, uh, 
Uh, depth fuck charge. I, uh, no, There's I, no character depth charge. For that character. He he's he's missing most of the time, and he's um uh and a, and when he is around, he he's not helpful. It eh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, transmutate. transmutate is a weird transmetal protoform that does not have a beast mode, but he's affected by the transwarp explosion somehow. He he has different abilities. Yeah, they they seem to have like weird like superpowers. Uh, like you said, they don't have a uh, an alt, a beast mode or an alt mode at all, but they are transmetal. Um, they seem very intellectually challenged, almost like exactly. Um, they're they're not fully abled mentally, like right. I thought, like you, were, talked about. I thought you were gonna say fully functional. <laughs> I should have, yeah, they're they're not fully functional, but like actually, and it's it's oddly like. When I was a kid, I was like, "This is a stupid episode." But as an adult, I'm like, e- "Same." This is this is really deep. Like, apart from him, um, the the plausible, like the the whole like, oh, he, he's developmentally like challenged or whatever, right? Like that's why he seems very childlike. Um, he's also technically just born, so it's, yeah, it's a really tragic but like deep episode that that also explores. Um, rampage, and like you said, it doesn't ever follow up on that. And like, it was shockingly good and like yeah. sad. Other than Code of Hero, like the the most emotionally, I know what a one-two punch, hey. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then we're yeah. followed oh. up with uh, uh, the agenda parts one, two, and three. Bananas, um, bananas. <laughs> banana phone even it it's a little banana phone not gonna lie uh basically megatron finds arc mountain he as i said planet energon is earth uh and we discover and this blew my fucking mind when i was like 12 watching these episodes as a kid um we discover that uh the autobot arc the the ship that crashed in on Earth four million years ago in the Transformers, more than meets the eye, part one, uh, is straight up chilling out in this mountain. And Megatron's big plan is to break into the Ark and uh, wag his dick laser in Optimus Prime, G1 Optimus Prime's face, and uh, blow a big load all over him. Which is exactly what his brains out. Which is exactly what he does. And he fucking does. Oh, also, uh, Ravage, one of Soundwave's tapes from G1 shows up. Representing the Tripredicus Council. The Tripredicus Council. A secret agent, yeah, that answers only to them. That was pretty cool. It was cool, and it was, like, the Tripredicus Council was, like, set up as, like, this, like, ooh, like, mysterious, like, secret organization in the Predacons. But the show doesn't do anything with it beyond that. No, and 
like Ravage is really cool. He's coming to arrest Megatron. He, he's yeah. fucking the Predacons shit up because th- they need to make a move that's not as blatant. They yeah. They had things in the work, and this guy's coming and fucking fucking it up. So yeah. he arrests Megatron with the help of the the Maximals. Megatron finally is starting to seem very intelligent. Before he was kind of just like this dramatic, like Shakespearean villain. But like this season, I think did establish him as very intelligent and dangerous. So I did like that yeah. about the seasons. I I actually did like like that about the seasons. Um, because he talks his way not only out of uh, Ravage's ship's prison, but into recruiting Ravage for the yeah. cause. Yeah, and so he like said, though, it ends with a, 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 a dick laser to the face. Dick laser to the face, which creates a big, quote-unquote, time storm. That, uh, yeah, air quotes. Uh, time storm that is uh, destroying all of the uh, Maximals, including Maximal protoforms, who are Predacons now, like Black Arachnia. Which at this point, I'm kind of wondering. I'm like, Megatron, at this point, like pretty much your entire army is just all like stasis pod protoforms. Like you're going to be left with no one but Waspinator. Waspin- and Waspinator doesn't want to help you. <laughs> as we'll find out, uh, Waspinator like doesn't even really like being a bad guy, which is something I always kind of speculated. Right? Waspinator needs vacation. Yeah. Right, like, like we've we've always kind of like thought that he was begrudgingly going along with Megatron's orders. He's literally just a low wage grunt who's <laughs> doing it for a paycheck, but yeah. he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, so that was the end of season two. Um, season three begins with optimal situation, the fallout from the the time storm. And uh, the Maximals get into the the Ark, and uh, Rhinox does some some emergency surgery on Optimus Prime, and fixes mug. They need to remove his spark in order to to prevent him from dying. They need to pull his spark out and opt. Optimus Primal needs to carry it in his body so his spark doesn't die. He's basically like a living life support system for him. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to to put it. Uh, But when he takes Optimus Prime's uh, spark in him, he. He becomes optimal. He becomes optimal, Optimus. Yep. He gets his. Final and worst form. But biggest, too. But biggest, yes. And Megatron like, shows up and he's all like, Hi, I'm going to stop you again. And Giant Optimus is like, I don't think so. Get out of here, bad guy. And Megatron and is literally like, Ah, I see we have a new optimal Optimus on our hands. Well, <laughs> I... You don't need to tell me twice. Goodbye. And I'm like, <laughs> you're you're giving up a little little quickly there, but uh, indeed he is very chunk, and 
they end up fixing they end up fixing um Optimus Prime's like head, all head, the circuitry yeah. is space, um, and they can put the spark back in. But uh, Optimal Optimus stays the same. He gets to keep his like Autobot influenced body. Yeah, and meanwhile, Rampage destroys the Axelon by sending it into the ocean. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so next episode, uh, Depth Charge, our favorite character on this show, shows up uh, not in a stasis pod, but he shows up in a ship that looks like stupidly similar to what ends up becoming his like trans metal, like third form, his like third vehicle form. So his like flying manta ray form. It's exactly what the ship looks like. So he shows up. Manta ray. He's got a his robot form, his manta ray form, and his like ve- quote unquote vehicle mode that the transmetals had, which was right. his like flight mode. And his ship up. look his ship looks like his flight mode. So he, he shows, shows up, up and he, uh he has one goal. He wants to find X. That's rampage. Yada yeah. yada yada. It's fucking yada. boring. It it it's dumb. Next episode, it's the exact same shit, but also uh, it is. Yeah, it's quite literally. <laughs> exact same shit, but also while that's going on, Rat Trap uh, uh, lives in a yellow submarine, a yellow submarine, At a least yellow that part submarine. Was fun. No, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Rat Trap goes in like a little submersible to uh, recover Sentinel from the sunken remains of the Axelon. Uh, he does, but then he fucks that up. It's a trap. If you uh, didn't the... already hate Depth Charge, Depth Charge actually fucks the Maximals getting Sentinel back by flying into Silverbolt, who's carrying it. Yeah. And Rat Trap. And they all go boink, and like Looney Tunes sound effects come up, and then the Predacon, like Waspinator or Inferno or someone's like, Hurr, Megatron will reward me! Yeah. And indeed, that episode ends with Megatron very sinisterly like pressing at that big red button that we saw rat trap in a better rat a better mouse trap a better mouse trap yeah uh press and a shield forms over the dark side and sentinel is online cheers we didn't have america online in my day we had <laughs> sentinel online <laughs> um then there's some fucking cyber raptors. There's then, amusing uh, parts to that with the kids. Axe ape showing Axe up ape and saving the day. So, okay, yeah. so we, we didn't talk about him before, but uh, so in uh, season two, Code of Hero, di- there, there's one bit where Dinobot fashions an axe, a makeshift axe using a tree branch and a stone and attacks a Predacon with it. Some fucking ape some like Neanderthal dude notices this. And after Dinobot dies, he picks it up and kills a snake with it. And then he's all like, yeah. And then throughout the rest of the series, this dude that we have lovingly dubbed Axe Ape 
just keeps showing up with that same fucking axe. Like a fucking boss. Like a fucking boss. I love Axe. I want to know more about Axe. I want to. I want to know more about Axe. Where he's leading his people, presumably just away from the Predacons, right? Mm-hmm. The the day to days of of him, how they set up their base. Because every time we get to see the the proto humans, they're like a little bit more advanced. Ooh, they're living in caves now. Oh, they're living yeah. in huts now. Yeah. I, I, have a, <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion that we are literally the only Beast Wars fans who want to know more about Axe Ape's life. <laughs> Death Charge can fuck off. Yep. Quick Strike can not exist. Axe Ape is like above many of the characters that I would like to learn. <laughs> I I completely agree. <laughs> uh Axe ape forever. Yeah. Axe ape. It's rad. He he saves the day at least once. He like shows the Maximals how to beat the um the transmetal Dinobot clones. Yeah, the Cyber Raptors. Yeah. The Cyber Raptors. Yeah. Uh so Farrell's <clears throat> excuse me. Uh so next episode, Feral Scream Part One, uh Megatron uses a transmetal driver, which is a thing that we have never seen or heard about before, but it's apparently an alien artifact. Um, this before or after Depth Charge goes to throw it in the lava? This is before. Oh, because this is the first time we see... Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Right, this right. This is the Frankenstein... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Victor Von Megatron uh, <laughs> uses the transmetal driver to... Uh, create a transmetal two clone of Dinobot using half of Rampage. Yes, master. (laughs) Yeah. Using uh, half of the spark of Rampage. And he does. And Cheetor... He doesn't manually torture Rampage anymore. He can... Yeah. Cheetor... Cheetor interrupts and... Cheetor and Silverbolt interrupt, and Cheetor right. ends up getting like shot into some like green Lightning energy beam. Beam, that's yeah, from the Transmetal Two equipment. He, he contracts cat like anthropy. Yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He becomes aware, Cheetah. Uh, <laughs> it's a. Re- it's. A really like lengthy and drawn out explanation for how he gets his transmetal two form, basically. The spark is smaller and it fits in his hip, and sometimes it pops open and he gets Cheetor sense. Yep. Like what? That, twice? That the whole show? Once? Once? Twice? Maybe? Maybe. Regardless, twice. it's never explained. No, we start to we start to find out as season three goes on that all of the Transmetal Two characters uh, all have some like weird superpower, but it is never explained at all. Right. What are their powers? Cheetor can like has he's got spider sp- sense. Yeah, he's got spider sense. Black Arachnia has uh, telekinetic okay. powers. Right. She can actually lift things, which she uses once. Yeah, she uses once and never yeah. again. 
uh fuck who's the other transmittal to dinobot um right right i guess he doesn't have a superpower he just has a lot of predator weapons <laughs> yeah his eye can do like three different things yeah but only in one episode um so yeah where cheetah whatever where che- whatever. It, it's cheetor it's cheetor <laughs> we, we all know it is the show the pretends sh- like the viewer doesn't know what the creature is it's everyone knows <laughs> yeah it, it was obvious to me when i was watching this back in the day yeah kids know um Black Arachnia, uh, Proving Grounds is the next episode. Black Arachnia, uh, over here is the Maximal is talking about removing her Predacon core, and she's all like, no, fuck that. And she, like, fucks off. Silverbolt follows her. Uh, there's a battle that ensues between her and uh, Dino Clone 2, Electric Boogaloo. It's kind of cool, because she's like following him in the woods for a while. There's a cat and mouse yeah. kind of thing going on. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, she tries to get him to join her. He is all like, nah, fuck you. And then Silverbolt saves the day. Because, of course, why not? And then Ooh, uh, um, He could, like, create a mirage of himself. But he only did that like this episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's that, a superpower then. But it was like a machine that he had uh, he had to take out of him. Because Silverbolt uses it to make a mirage of himself later. Mm. And then we never see it used again. <laughs> <laughs> Much like most uh game changing pieces Not really of tech a magic on this power, show. Though. Yeah. What is the what was that? That device in season one, the transmuter. Oh, that forced them into back into beast mode. mode. Yeah, back into beast mode. But also for a, a certain time, um, presumably until they go into the CR chamber, th- they can't transform back. And we were like, "Wow, this is a game changer." It is a game changer. It literally never fucking comes up again. <laughs> uh, then we got go with the flow. Uh, Oh, right. one of the worst episodes of this show. It's, I thought it was funny, but you hated the shit out of this. One, I didn't you? fucking hated this episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, Megatron uh, kidnaps one of the one of the Neanderthal kids, presumably one of Axe Ape's children. Yeah, there's two. There's like Una and Bam Bam. Tro- I don't tro- know. Trogdor. <laughs> Drug door. <laughs> um, and at, when I was a kid, I hated the the little kids. I I didn't care. I wanted Maximals and Predacons to fight each other every episode. As an adult, these little like human like monkey children are just a fucking like joy. Um, they're all right. The, the Christopher thinks they're all right, but more. I was in- shit. I I was shit talking them like. Uh, earlier in the po- like earlier like when we were actually covering yeah. the episodes but i was mostly just like doing a bit yeah i didn't act- but, i didn't actually hate them the, yeah the just like axape they are kind of the add to an episode if an episode is good or bad it's not because of them 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what's this one called again? Um, Go with the flow. With As the I flow. mentioned, it's uh, not bad on... because of Una. It's bad because the 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 plot is meh. <laughs> As I mentioned uh, on that episode of the podcast, I did really like uh, Youth Pastor Cheetor. <laughs> no, that episode was fucking dumb. Though otherwise... Black Arachne like, was going to see that he was good with kids. And kind of, oh, maybe I'm interested in him too, but we oh, never maybe, crossed that path. Maybe I should shack up with him. He's a good yeah. father figure for yeah, these childbearing Bull- hips. Right, <laughs> because um, Silverbolt's like ridiculously like jelly, and this this is during the whole like Cheetor hits puberty and he likes Black Arachnia phase, but then they quickly weird. kind of drop that. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, season he's three like, is pretty bad. Remember the part where like he falls into her and he's like, oh. Hey, and he's like leaning against her against the wall or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, I remember being an awkward teenager too, but it, his bad yeah. boy phase was tiresome. <laughs> it is unbecoming. <laughs> unbecoming of a maximal. Yeah, in that episode, basically, Megatron is literally building a fucking death ray, and he needs a Neanderthal kid to operate it because there's too much energon being emitted from it. But they could just unplug the... Be, like, and they need they need Neanderthal kid to finish the, like, energon shielding. But, like, they could just unplug the device. Like, this was only a problem when they plugged it in before the shielding was finished, so they could just unplug it and then finish the shielding and then plug it back in. It's such a fucking stupid episode. And then it goes uh, wrong, because Una steals, like, a a, a crystal thing, yeah. a chip. It's a, it's a computer chip that focuses the death ray, and she stole it. And yeah. Youth Pastor Cheetah is like, oh, right, good job! And the death ray blows up, and Megatron's like, blast it all! Blast it all, Beast Wars, once and for all! <laughs> blast it all, Beast Wars, once and for all! <laughs> but, well, wasn't, didn't the episode have a dumbass name, too? Uh, yeah, it was Go With The Flow. Yeah, the, when we were reviewing that, we were like, why? Usually yeah. the name of... Yeah. Of an episode has something to do with it. Yeah, I think uh, you speculated because, like, there's this like whole sequence of uh, like Rat Trap and uh, Depth Charge, who was like stuck in Beast mode because reasons. Yeah, Depth Charge was basically like a river raft, and they were Ryan, floating down, flowing the down the fucking river, right? And you were like, okay, sure. You were like, yeah, okay, may- I, I guess maybe now. maybe this is why. And I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's anyway, good enough. That's good enough for me for this fucking episode that I fucking hate. Crossing the Rubicon. <laughs> yeah, uh, Black Arachnia wants to become a transmetal too. And uh, she uh, stole her- that. I always forget. Transmetal driver. The transmetal driver. Um, 
Depth Charge had thro- threw it in the lava one time. One of the stupidest MacGuffins I've ever seen in anything. He was like, don't need this, because um, the computer what? couldn't analyze it, so he just chucks it in the, the lava, and um, Black Arachnia falls faster than gravity, and... That is so careless, that makes me like Depth Charge, like, that makes me hate Depth Charge even more. Depth and I charge. already... Shitty character. Depth Charge actually costs them sent, um, retrieving Sentinel. Uh, so that's my my second reason disliking him besides his character. Third reason, dialogue, the, bad voice acting. Um, thir- they toned him down with the voice. They they, they did, but they for the first couple of episodes, like but him it, tossing it, the the transmetal driver is like strike three for me. I'm like, I hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking glad he died. <laughs> he died doing what he loved. Fighting rampage, <laughs> yeah. That that is a pretty amazing fight. I will I will give it it's that. Pretty good, yeah. Um, yeah. Where where the hell but, were we? But but yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So Black Arachnia like trying to turn herself into a transmetal two. Um. Oh uh, right, journey. Silver Silverbolt, like fantastic years. Yeah, yeah, Silverbolt interferes and, like, that fucks some shit up and it turns out her, like, Predacon core is, like, going to kill her or some kind of bullshit, so Rhinox goes all, like... Put in, like, some sort of, like, self-destruct thing. Yeah, so Rhinox is, like, uh, I need to... Man, I need to go on a fantastic voyage! Yeehaw! Throw me a beer! And so he sends a probe... He's, he's an astronomer, he's a microbiologist, he does everything. He only does everything. Uh, but it doesn't I, work because the Predacons like attack. Drinks the 12 beers, gets up tomorrow, does it again. Whoa. Goes to work, basically sober. <laughs> um long story short is Megatron and his goons fuck it up. Um, there's like a giant acme like rocket that messes it up. Uh, Rhinox tries his best. Tarantulas is like backup like firewall thing uh kills black arachnia. So the the transmetal driver just like comes to life out of nowhere and then like flies up over top of her and uh resurrects her, makes her transmetal two. Black Arachnia. Metal too. So the thing that cost Megatron lots of resources, energy during an Energon, energon storm, right? Yep. Um, all of this, like, prep, a uh, part of Rampage's spark, all of this to make Dino Clone 2. The Transmetal Driver just does by itself. Yep. <laughs> I didn't even think of that, actually. We never, yeah. Uh Cheetor uh, goes through this painful like thing where he has to learn to control his like feral like like where cheetah like form. Nope. Black Arachnia is just just fucking given it. Black Arachnia is like, I died, but here, take a look at my new hot girl body. <laughs> All she had to do was die, I guess. I I guess yeah. the transmetal driver 
liked her more. I it was I a know. pretty good episode, but that was such a dumb just that resolution. part. Yeah, I'm fine with her being transmetal too. Fine with her being saved. It's just that was a Deus Ex things Machina. Don't to, things don't need to be explained. They just need to make sense, even in sci-fi or fantasy. Oh, how did this person? Um, I I thought they were left for dead. No, blah 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 healed them with their elf magic. Good enough for me, right? Yep. There's, there's there's nothing here. If they yep. were like, oh, the transmetal two is attracted to like fading sparks. The transmetal driver is attracted to a spark when it's fading. That uh, good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean. This is the show that didn't even bother explaining what the transmetal driver was or where it came from or how Meg- Megatron got it. So good, good point. <laughs> yeah, so. Anyway, season she three is kick- bad. Season three is bad. I'm just yeah, saying she it goes now. and kicks butt yeah. in her new form. Yeah, she's a maximal. She says maximize. Yeah. Then we got Master Blaster, where. Uh, uh, Optimus is infected with like some kind of like bug that burrow from Tarantulas that like the Tarantulas like shoots with like a like blow dart, <laughs> which I'm like, really? Why? Why not um, your crossbow thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it burrows into Optimal Optimus and takes control of him and quick strike is like walking around in like a dollar store version of optimal Optimus's body controlling him. And, uh, yeah, they fuck up the maximals. They invade arc mountain Megatron. They eventually win. They, they imprison all of the maximals even. Yeah. And they even get into the arc. And at this point, Meg and you pointed out, Megatron isn't all like, well, I'm going to try, I'm going to blow up Optimus Prime's face again. No, this time he's like, well, look at what Optimus Prime Spark did to Optimus Primal. Yes, he made him optimal. I would, I too would like to be optimal. Yes, I will take G1 Megatron Spark. With my spark tentacle thing from my chest. Ha ha. I'm so perplexed because later they keep trying to attack the Ark. So it's like, you can do both, Megatron. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can take G1 Megatron Spark and blast Optimus, G1 Optimus Prime in the face. Yeah. But like... And and indeed, after this episode, he still wants to destroy the Ark. Yeah. So, but you were you, on the Ark. Why didn't you blow Optimus in the face again? And like you see, pointed out, the biggest fucking plot hole in the entire show, I think, maybe maybe you can find a bigger one, is the fact that he wants to destroy the Ark entirely including the decepticons on the arc yeah only that was thing my biggest problem with the finale which otherwise is actually like i i like the finale of this series but the biggest fucking problem i have with it is like 
he's like, okay, I'm gonna point the Decepticon ship's fusion cannon right at the Ark, which is housing all of the Decepticons, which are my ancestors. So, like, I get in the agenda him wanting to kill Optimus Prime and blank the Maximals out of existence. Like, that makes sense to me. But it's like, you're also, like, taking out your ancestors, too. So this removes you from the timeline as well. The only thing I can think of is that because he has G1 Megatron's spark in him, he's saving Megatron, like G1 Megatron. Right. And all of the other Decepticons are inconsequential. But he's also insane. So mm. at this point, he's like an insane villain. Like, he, he's lost it. Straight up, like, reading, like, biblical quotes and everything. <laughs> he's sending his, um, his minions on, like, suicide missions that he doesn't give a shit about. Yeah. Like, it, it he, yeah, he's, he's bananas. He's, he's lost it. But yeah. anyways, that, that's other victories. It's revealed that, hey, 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 Tarantulas. Oh, um. Betraying. Should point it out, uh, Master Blaster. Quick Strike betrays Megatron. Turns out he's working with Tarantulas. Tarantulas wants to blow up the Ark wholesale. And yeah. people are like, wait, why? You'll destroy us too. And he's like, I'm not descended from Decepticon or Maximal. Yeah. And so Optimal Quick Strike takes Megatron and drops him into the lava, but then he arises as a fucking dragon. Yeah, so Megatron, that's his optimal form. And he thanks Tarantulas because him being dropped in the lava had some positive effect on his transformation. I guess. He alludes to it, sort of. Yeah. He's like, I have to thank I have you to thank for blah blah blah. And I'm like, you only became a dragon because you were and then he he kicks Tarantulas's butt and uh he fights Optimal. Um he shoots ice and fire through the fire and flames. Um <laughs> on expert difficulty. A, a song of ice and fire. Cheers. A song of ice and fire. We never see the ice ever again. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and um, they end up retreating because yeah. Optimal gets control of his body back. Yeah, and, and even though Megatron is Megatron's all like, winning. Yeah, even though Megatron is all like, enter the dragon. <laughs> Beware the dragon. Why did they retreat again? Wasn't, wasn't Megatron winning? He was. But then, like, the other Maximals showed up, and then Megatron kind of just gave up. So it's like... Yeah, I guess, a lot in the show. Yeah, I was like, okay, I guess this, like, new, like, badass, like, dragon body of yours ain't shit, because, like, as soon as you're outnumbered, you're like, well, time for a tactical retreat, yes. He had Rampage with him. I, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Megatron the... mysteriously like retreats like ten times during the entire season. So, other victories. We finally find out who the mysterious aliens were, and it turns out they are floating energy skulls voiced by Rhinox and Tigatron. 
who yeah. now suddenly care that M Megatron is disrupting the timeline. That's never been a thing that they've given a shit about before, but now all of a sudden they do. But before they were going to destroy all life on the planet. Yep, which would have the planet which has the Autobot Ark at this point, like the Ark, which how and the Nemesis, which houses the Autobots and Decepticons, not to mention early human like the predecessors for humanity. They were going to just straight up destroy the planet. Planet Energon. They don't give a shit about the Cybertronians or humans. Yeah, they don't they don't care. But all of a sudden, now uh this a the aliens now we we find out they're called the Vok, and they need to stop Megatron from because Megatron is messing with the timeline too much. And it's like you guys were what you, you guys like yeah. actively tried to really fuck the timeline even more. Like I would argue even more so than Megatron. Absolutely, because it's taking out. Everyone in Everyone one fell swoop. Humans, yeah. I now mean, you Megatron, argued, oh, well, I mean, we didn't know they were on the planet at the time. So what? You're not all knowing all of a sudden? Yeah, they're supposed to be these big, like, omniscient beings. They sent the probe down. So presumably they knew it, know everything that Optimus Primal does. Yeah. But yeah. they still chose to destroy the the planet. Yeah. And to make matters worse. Big ass plot hole. <laughs> to make matters worse, you're like, yeah, Bird Mom and Tiger Dad. They mashed them up with Vok technology into a single body. And then the Vok possessed them. Yeah. 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 And then that was the impression that I got. They're possessed. They they have their sparks combined in them, but these two Vok are possessing the form at the moment. And they... These two Vok? <laughs> two Vok? Star Trek Voyager? I know Voyager, yeah. <laughs> I know my Black Vulcans, motherfucker. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, my well. favorite Vulcan. Oh, well. Uh, Controversial opinion. Excuse me. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I ever doubted you. <laughs> he was sassy. Um, well, the, the sassy was pretty run. rad. Yeah, yeah, he, he's pretty rad. All, all the Vulcans from the from the series are mostly rad. I didn't really watch the one with um, Quantum Leap guy. There was like a pixie haircut, like yeah. It was DePaul. wasn't she a slutty Vulcan? I, I can't remember. Did she she was, yeah, yeah. That's the only reason I wanted to watch that. <laughs> but I only caught episode one at the time. <laughs> it, it continued the, uh, the the Star Trek trend of, like, having a largely male cast, but, like, one, like, super hot babe. Hey, man. Janeway. <laughs> Janeway, the weird little alien who only, like, lives, like, ten years or whatever. S seven of nine. Uh, the the half Klingon lady. 
Well, seven of nine was the 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 babe of Voyager. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. The, the others are babes too. Janeway's a babe, right? I know. What Actually, you mean, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> well, okay. So it continues the Star Trek trend that well that Voyager kind of set up. Actually, no, like Enterprise kind of set it up with like having like a primary or like uh next generation kind of set it up with like having like a main female character wearing like a skin tight outfit that you see on the bridge all the time, which is counselor. One, Troy. one female character that's for sex appeal is what, yeah. He, uh, who is it on enterprise? Uh, it on enterprise. It's to Paul, the Vulcan chick. Right. On Voyager. It was seven of nine on next yeah. generation. I would argue that it's uh, Counselor Troy. You know what? Her outfit was a little tight, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, yeah. I mean, later on, as the show went on, they started putting her in just like a regular like science uniform. Yes. Which I appreciated, because I'm like, that makes way more sense. It wasn't like her first thing, like very form-fitting and had like the... It, yeah. it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right, yeah. But Voyager was shameless. Like very Jerry much Ryan, so. Jerry Ryan was like a tall, very curvy, long legged, very busty, like Voyager was shameless about its Have you watched uh, uh, Star Trek Picard at all? Because she's in that. Is she rad? I heard that it's she, she is rad. She her character is good. She she's a total badass, but also like and I'm not going to hang on this too long, but that woman is in her 50s now. Still looks great. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of looking she great. She takes her vitamins and, and plays tennis and does yoga, folks. Yep. That's all it takes. All uh, good genes probably help. Yeah, that that's actually a big part of it. I would argue. The biggest part I would argue is uh, genes and plastic surgery. Other than that, <laughs> yoga and taking your vitamins. Yeah. And saying your prayers and training hard. <laughs> that, that's right, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad you picked up on that. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> NWO for life. Well, they just had their 25th. You posted about their 25th. Uh, anniversary uh yeah uh at the time of recording uh it is july 8th 2021 july 7th so yesterday uh was the 25th anniversary of wcw bash at the beach 1996 which is where the outsiders fought sting and macho man randy savage and someone else can't remember i think it was like lex luger or someone um but they they were teasing, hyping up uh, the the appearance of like the mysterious third man, and like it was this big like mystery on WCW Nitro for weeks. Like, oh, who's the third man? And then while the match is going on, Hulk Hogan shows up. Oh shit! And people are like, the crowd's like cheering, and the audience and the the commentators are like, yes, yes. Hulk Hogan is here to save WCW from the outsiders, from the invaders. 
Hulkamania running wild. Woo! And then Hogan like gets in the ring and like the outsiders like scramble away out of the ring and like Macho Man's like lying on the mat and Hogan's like grab grabs the ropes and people are like cheering and then Hogan like rips his shirt off and people cheer and then all of a sudden he just like fucking leg drops Macho Man <laughs> and people are like what what's going on <laughs> what, is Hulk, what, what is Hulk Hogan doing and yeah and then uh, that uh, that was the birth of the NWO. Hulk Hogan turned heel for the first time ever. People were like throwing garbage in the ring. Like a couple of people actually like tried to like from the crowd, like tried to like jump into the ring. Like you can see footage of them like kicking the shit out of a couple of people from the crowd who like tried to like jump in. Oh, it's Amazing. great. Yeah. The NWO, I argue, I would argue the most uh important and dominant stable faction in the history of professional wrestling yeah yeah man video games nwo versus wcw baby yep and uh dx degeneration x from the attitude area area era of wwf definitely up there but dx was very much a response to the nwo the nwo was like yeah. The start was the start of that. Oh yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. Hell no, brother, because we're talking about other victories. Tiger Hawk. Oh. So Tiger Hawk can make earthquakes, eat Optimus. Tiger Hawk can make <laughs> eat <tornadoes>. Optimus. <laughs> um, the earth <laughs> swallows him up for some reason. But then Tiger Hawk wants to work with Optimus, so then why is he doing that to him? Right? Like, are they... Yeah. They came to stop Megatron, and the best way they could do that would be work with the Maximals, and then they fight Optimus. That... There's another... I don't even know if we mentioned... We probably mentioned how stupid that was when we reviewed it. Probably, but anyways, yeah. Tigerhawk? Really stupid. Don't like yeah. the character. Predacon base... Predacon base is destroyed in the episode. Uh, Tarantulas kidnaps Tiger Hawk and then like points some like weird laser that extracts the Vok from him. And then the Vok possessed Tarantulas. And while he's flaying, flailing around, the extraction laser gets turned around. And instead of extracting the Vok from him, it just vaporizes him. Well, he so falls into the inert. Energon like power beam behind him oh, and okay. it shoots him and that makes the the power source explode which kills Tarantulas but also the Vok? I guess no they were spirits because remember is... Tarantulas was shooting them, right? Yeah. And they were they were um incorporeal. They yeah. they weren't affected by physical attacks. Yeah, yeah. But they are affected by explosions, and you had argued Oh, maybe it was because they were in Tarantulas' body at the time. Yeah. And so they're susceptible to anything immortal. It's still dumb. It's still fucking dumb. These are dumb. supposed to be omniscient creatures who, like... Like, it's implied, in at least in Season 1 of Beast Wars, it's implied they literally fucking created Earth. I, to experiment on and, and mess with. Yeah. And... 
just these two i thought there would be do you know what i mean this was like an intergalactic like mighty empire but there's just two and and to what end they answered all the wrong questions for the wrong reasons well and uh i i think i mentioned this uh back when we covered other voices part one and two a while back um when i was a kid watching these like i literally thought the aliens were god like actually god and like if the show had dared to like go there or at least like make like the the quote-unquote aliens be like some sort of like celestial power some sort of like omniscient like godlike being that would have been really interesting but no it's just these like two like floating skulls that just get like vaporized as they're possessing tarantula it's so stupid it their motivation doesn't make sense no it doesn't and it's a bad episode it's this is literally the worst episode of beast wars it's it, just it's be- the worst episode of Beast Wars, and Christopher and I both gave it no energon. Yeah, it's the worst episode of Beast Wars just because, like, it, it, f- like, fucking ruins. It doesn't ruin the first season, like, if you, like, take the first season as its Stand own alone. thing. Standalone. Yeah. The first season of the show works great as its yeah. own like standalone thing, but like it, ru- like it completely fucking ruins like the entire like all the work, all all of the like mystery and suspense involving like what the aliens were and like what the experiment was and yeah, it's just it's I bad. We have rather have never known. Yeah, same. And an, a different filler episode or a different episode replaced it. I, I don't even need the Vok on the, the planet at this point. They installed the moon as this backup thing. As far as the Vok? No. Maybe it worked. But, oh, that's weird. How come, like, you know, like Bird Mom and Tiger Dad are, oh, let, let's experiment on them. Kind of like how they took Optimus. But Optimus was in the probe. And then that returned. They they took the other two directly. I'd rather just it would suck, but I'd rather just never know what happened to them and never know who the Vok were or even what they were called. Then get this episode. Yeah, my head canon is this episode kind of doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I was mentioning earlier. Like my my idea for like a Beast Wars role playing campaign, like completely just omits seasons two and three just builds on season one yeah and that's uh, other victories folks which means the final episode uh yeah uh nemesis uh megatron finds the ancient decepticon warship the nemesis uh meanwhile he sends uh uh the three stooges waspinator Quick strike and inferno off to find us a new base. Cheers. Um, and it's it's such a like busy work task for them because like it has nothing to do with what his actual goal is. It, it, this is end game for him. He yeah. he doesn't need a new base. He's no. just getting. They're gonna hinder him more than help. He's just getting yeah. them out of the way. Yeah. So uh, 
Uh, Waspinator decides to uh, quit being a Predacon. Good for Waspinator. He gets blown into different pieces for it, but whatever. Yeah, he'll be fine. Happen, He's Waspinator. happened to him many times before. Dude, the dude is more indestructible than fucking Rampage, I would argue. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's he's uh, fallen apart more times. Uh so yeah, the Decepticon warship, the uh the nemesis that sh actually shot down the ark, uh Megatron finds it. Turns out Tarantulas found this shit a while ago and actually set up like a sequest like DSV like train or like submersible like underwater underwater like uh tram system it's bioshock uh, yeah. yeah basically bioshock he set up rapture he built rapture <laughs> yeah down at the ocean depths of planet Edochon. by himself um rampage or uh, uh depth charge uh and rampage fight uh they and... literally have a a Highlander immortal <laughs> battle yep. with Energon samurai swords. Yep. It, and it's probably one of the I I don't like Death Charge, but that is one of the better fights of the entire show. Is there usually underwater stuff sucks? Yeah. Their underwater fights kind of rad. So it's pretty good. That. Yeah. Um so but they that fight... just takes one out of his four strikes away. <laughs> I see for me, he has like nine strikes. So, oh, there you go. Uh, uh yeah, uh, depth charge kills Rampage because Rampage lets him. And for some uh, reason. Uh, he was well, gonna lose anyway, maybe. I, whatever. Yeah, and they, they both die in the ensuing explosion. Megatron raises the uh, the nemesis from the ocean depths in a pretty damn cool shot. It's pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> the nemesis uh, rising from the water. So How convenient that Tarantulas has been fixing this in his off hours. I know, right? <laughs> uh, so uh, Megatron flies the nemesis around. He flies it over to Ark Mountain and uh, kills Tigerhawk in the process. The show makes it out to be this like big deal, but it's like we literally met this dude like two episodes ago. Like, who fucking cares? Not only that, they don't accomplish anything by sacrificing themselves, so it feels pointless. Yeah. Like, it's not a sacrifice that also wounds the, the nemesis or hurts Megatron or, like, whatever. They literally just die doing a Kamehameha it doesn't, Yeah, it doesn't even, like, buy the other Maximals time to do a thing. No, it's just, like... I don't... It's it's basically just like throwing yourself in front of a bus. Yeah, it's like the people that are like, go on without me. I'll buy us some time. But then they immediately die in like gunfire, like 30 yeah. seconds later. Like, that, like that your intentions were noble, but you didn't really accomplish anything. So, <laughs> yeah, they literally didn't. I, I The nemesis didn't even slow down to fight him. No. Um, oh, uh. Me anyway. Megatron's busy reading uh, the the Covenant of Primus while all this is going on. In Optimus Primal is too. Yeah. I guess. 
They're both um, reading. There's only two copies. And Optimus Primal has one. And Sorry, Optimal Optimus has one. And so does Megatron. Megatron found it on the Nemesis, right? I like how he said, like, he's mentioning, like, all the things about the Nemesis. And he's like, and best of all, a co- covenant of Primus. And I'm like, really? <laughs> this is the best of all. Out of everything you've just found. Haven't you heard? I'm batshit crazy now and I read scripture. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's got Dino Clone 2 on the bridge of the Nemesis with him. And uh, after Rampage dies, Dino Clone starts, like, has, starts having, like, a conscience. Starts remembering who he is. He starts clashing I with dig. Megatron. Yeah, I dig it. There is, like... Uh, th- they clash like a few times, and Dinobots even he like sends, I he have my Maximals, honor. Like, yeah, he the sends them s- or... schematics for uh, 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 a shuttle that's on the Ark, and Black Arachne is like, "Wait, the history tracks never mention this," and I'm like, "Ah, it's not there because it you because guys you took it, take it, yeah." <laughs> so. Technically, it's almost self-fulfilling, but you're meant to. Yeah. This already happened. <laughs> yeah, and so, I, I was so, like... That's so Ry- Rhinox takes the shuttle and crashes it, like, right through the bridge of the pretty Nemesis. Amazing. It's pretty dope. Um, And uh, the Nemesis goes down. Uh, Dino Clone 2 dies in the ensuing explosion. Optimal escapes. They fly off back to Cybertron with uh, Megatron strapped to the hood, and basically. With energy straps on the outside of the ship, screaming. And Cheetor says something like, well, at least we don't got to listen to Megs. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. I The Maximals can be cruel sometimes. Because you had alluded that that is, would probably be torturous. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, and that's everybody, the, uh... everybody is okay. It's all the OG. Uh, who's left alive? All the OG Maximals and Silverbolt and Black Arachnia. Yep, that's it. That's it. And that's seasons two and three of Beast Wars, oh. and indeed the entire series. The proto-humans <laughs> put together Waspinator. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. In a post-post end- ending. And um, he is leading early mankind. <laughs> mankind. <laughs> and he finally gets his vacation. He's, like, drinking a Mai Tai, and he's being fronged by... Waspinator, oh, happy at last. <laughs> good, good ending. Good ending. Yeah, I, I dig it. Um, that's seasons two and three. Uh, do we want to arbitrarily make our top ten lists of episodes? I kind of don't even care at this point. Oh, you got yours. Okay, we've been doing this and revisiting stuff. Uh, listeners, I I didn't really prepare for this at all. I should have, but I also kind of made the con a while. We can kind of. I I kind of made the conscious choice to to just like YOLO it. So whatever. Uh, what's your number ten? 
Uh, so my number 10 is when we meet Bird Mom. We get a little Cheetor Vision quest, a little Rhinox, like... That's a season hacking. one episode. It, oh, do they have to be from... You know what? We're not doing this. I thought it was from the whole thing. <laughs> no, no. Uh, seasons two and three only. And then we'll... Later on, we'll do a... Uh... Uh, a top 10 overall well, for the shit. <laughs> Seasons 2 and 3 only? Yeah. I can give you let's do 5 each. I'm I'm not doing Okay, that. sure. Let's let's do that. <laughs> okay, number 5. Shit, man. Number 5. Um Ah, uh, whatever. Fuck it. Uh I'll just say my my favorite episodes uh, in no particular order are yeah. Nemesis Parts 1 and 2. Uh, Optimal Situation, I liked quite a bit. The Agenda, Part 1, 2, and 3. Transmutate, Code of Hero, and Aftermath. That's, how many is that? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7... Eight, nine. That is my top nine. That's your... Uh, let's see here. Um, In no I, particular order. I kind of did not like Aftermath. Like, I... I, I, I know. I, I like that episode a lot more than you do. But. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really... Uh, wow, there, there are two parts of Coming of the Fusors? That I'm remembering. <laughs> I, there was not much in season two for me to like. Maximal No More was dumb. Oh my god, other visits was you know what? Bad no no particular order. I like uh, Bad Spark. Bad Spark. Bad Spark's the, my number ten. Yeah, Bad Spark, Code of Hero, Transmutate. The agenda. Mm. Mm. And Nemesis. That that's it. I'm not even putting them in an order. Those are the ones that I yeah, like. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't either. <laughs> like I, I fucking YOLO. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yep. Uh, that's been our recap of seasons two and three, folks. Uh, we got an email oh. the other day. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, this comes in from Rob. He says, Hey guys, I just discovered the pod with a capital P over the week. Me and my partner just finished up the war for Cybertron series. And with the assumed appearance of Dinobot spoilers for the end of Earthrise, uh, I was super pumped. Lol. She suggested we watch beast wars as we were both into it as kids, ellipsis. We then watched 20 episodes in two days, lol. She even asked me to get my old toys from my parents' house so she could see them as she wasn't allowed to as a kid. It's kind of weird. She was allowed to watch the show, but wasn't allowed to have the toys. I, If they end up listening to this, I'm kind of curious what that means. Yeah, yeah, I'd, uh, I, I'm... I'd like to know more about that too. So uh, write in, write in again, Rob. This wasn't given uh, their own money, or wasn't given it for gifts for their birthday. Yeah. Hmm. Well, he specifically says she wasn't allowed to as a kid. 
maybe her parents were like super weird and were like, you're a girl. You can't have boys toys. I never even thought about that, but yeah, I knew a lot of kids that. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm just weird. speculating. So if Maybe. I'm completely I'm off the mark, uh, Rob, write in again, please. And uh, yeah. let us know because we're, we're curious. Genuinely. Um, Maybe they were Amish. <laughs> but then she wouldn't be watching Beast Wars. She wouldn't know what a TV she was. Snuck, snuck off the homestead to go watch at a neighbor's place like 10 miles, 15 miles away. Yeah, let's go. Sure. Uh, like I said, Rob, let us know. Um, he continues, but I just discovered your pod, and it seems I just came across it as you finished! Exclamation mark. Now, will you guys be covering Beast Machines? Or the new Cybertron series with the Beast Wars characters in it? Or even the Japanese animes? Regardless, great work, and I'll be sure to check out your reboot pod, too. Well, thanks, Rob. Um, yeah, if you're a fan of Reboot. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I'm glad you uh, you checked us out, man. Uh, I, I hope you listen to every episode and enjoy them all as much as I enjoy making them. But uh, as for... Uh, stumbling across this podcast at uh, as we're just finishing up. Um, indeed, we are done with Beast Wars now. We are officially done. We've, we've covered every episode. We've even, like, now just finished our uh, recap of the latter two seasons. Um, I had alluded to on actually no I I I outright said on social media recently that on this uh this episode of the podcast I was going to directly address and reveal the future of too much energon. Um and now that we're here I have to tell you I lied. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just I, I'm not quite ready to uh, to reveal the the future of the podcast quite yet. But what I will say is that we will be back next week with episode 48 of Too Much Energon, which brings us to a uh, uh, another piece of uh, listener engagement that we received. Ooh, two listener engagements. Two. The <laughs> record for this show so far. Two in the same week. Uh, Artist Touch Productions on Reboot says, uh, in regards to us shit-talking the IDW Beast Wars comic book <laughs> during Nemesis Part 1 and 2. Uh, did we? <laughs> uh, we did a little bit. Um so they say, so is the art style to only thing ooh don't like about the BW comics? Cause the writing is pretty good, especially number five. Calling the whole thing terrible is really unfair. You, I feel like I feel like... definitely shit talked the comics more than I more than I did. No, she was 
I feel like she was very like trying to be like positive about it, like being like, "Oh, I, it's it Beast Wars. I love it." But she didn't like the story or the artwork. Mm. We we twisted the the answers out of her, and she was like, eh, yeah, "I don't really like how it looks." So I I feel like I I explained why I don't like the Beast Wars comic. It is definitely more than just the artwork. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I went into that, but, you know, whatever. Um, I had mentioned that we were going to talk about the... Because I, I, I also said that I'd only read the first two issues. So I was like, okay, well, uh, I'll, I'll read the, uh, the first five. Because at the time of recording, it's up to issue five at this point. So I'll read, like, all five issues, and then we'll talk about them on this show. We've already been at this for an hour and a half or so now. So... You know what? Uh, if uh, I can borrow them from Christopher or suck it up and and get get them too and uh, give them yeah, all yeah. A, a one through reading and then come back to what I I think on the matter as well. Exactly. I'm gonna actually give them a a, a fair shake. And uh, so uh, with that in mind, we will be back next week with episode 48 of Too Much Energon, where we are talking about issues. One, two, three, four, and five of the 2021 IDW Beast Wars comic book. And on that episode of Too Much Energon, we will also announce what the next episode of Too Much Energon is going to be. Oh. <laughs> Keeping you guys in suspense here for the, like, I don't know, like half dozen of you who actually give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> But that means uh, uh, that there is going to be one after. You've tipped your hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe one after that as well. And uh, one after that and onward and forever. Onward and awkward, as I always say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Think if you want to support the show... Uh, Wherever you're listening to this or watching it, give it a like, give it a subscribe, give it a five-star rating, anything. Tell your friends about it. And if you don't like the show, then, well, tell your enemies. Maybe they'll become fans, too. Fucking eye lasers. Fucking eye lasers. We have a merch store. tpublic.com slash two, T-O-O, dash, much, dash, Energon. Uh, I'm going to be updating the stuff that's on there pretty soon. Making a few little tweaks here and there. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash too much energon or facebook.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B, any lasercomb productions podcast. That is the Facebook hub of them. So this show, uh, the aforementioned reboot podcast, alphanumeric. Uh, War Planets, a Shadow Raiders podcast, another mainframe show from that era. Uh, podcast me and my partner do called Based On, where we talk about movies based on books and the books that they're based on. Uh, four episodes of that are out currently. Uh, Patreon, we're the starting to get P. the big P, we're starting to get some traction on Patreon finally. Uh, we're going to be, I, I'm just about to make some tweaks to the tiers 
but one thing I'm going to be doing is introducing a $10 tier. So for, as it stands currently, for $5 a month, you get access to the Lasercomb Discord, uh, monthly shoutouts, and uh, outtake audio, which is the stuff that we record record in the preamble before we do these shows. It's anywhere from like half hour to like two hours yeah. of us uh, two hours. just two hours of us just like shooting the shit about whatever. Um, the ten dollar tier that's uh, about to go live soon, probably in the next couple days, uh, is going to include all of that plus a new Patreon exclusive show that uh, that we're doing called Laser Comb Tonight, which is basically where we just talk about stuff that's going on in the world, news. Uh, very uh, uh, Cal prefers to like lean more toward the uh, the. The, the the important world events, whereas me, I would much rather uh, the the energy that I bring to it is a woman uh, naming her children Slayer, Metallica, and Pantera. <laughs> so uh, check that out. We we've yeah, recorded. I prefer highbrow things like making fun of the mentally ill. <laughs> Yes, but only when uh, they're criminals. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, we have a twenty-five dollar tier, which uh, gets you a T-shirt after three months. Gets you all of the lower tier content as well. Uh, we're going to be launching a new show soon. Also, another Patreon exclusive, which is called uh, Pilot Season, where twenty-five dollar patrons get to pitch us a show to talk about. And within reason, we'll we'll talk about the first episode of it on pilot season. We will definitely always do every single thing that you suggest to us. Please give us money. <laughs> uh, um. There's also a, another thing that we're we've got in the works that's going to be a twenty-five dollar patron tier exclusive, um, but I'm not gonna ready to announce that yet. Uh, I'd like to actually have an episode of that in the can before we we start going public with it. So yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm that's on top of his his uh, foot reveal, his feet picks reveal. Those would be big pictures because I have comically large feet. My grandfather used to call me clown shoes when I was a little kid. Uh yes. Supportive grandparents. Always the best. Yeah. The best around. Nothing's ever gonna keep you down. <laughs> Nothing's gonna ever bring you down. Nothing. 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 You got some sideshow bob motherfucking feet. Yeah, Rakes are your number one enemy. <laughs> anyway, I think that about does it tonight. So I've been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. I'm your other host, NeoCal. And until next week, uh... season three sucks. Ti Tiger Hawk. Cancel Tiger Hawk. <laughs> Hashtag cancel my tiger hawk. I, I don't know.
They're dead already. Hashtag cancel Tiger Hawk 2021. Hashtag Vok <laughs> this season. Oh, yeah. Vok <laughs> this season. Vok the Vok. And, and blah, blah, blah. Scripture. Beast Wars once and for all. <laughs> bye bye. Have a good night.